So glad you are availing yourselves to the powerful message provided by Wisdom Connection, the media ministry of Wisdom International Network Ministries, where individuals have been helped to shape their future to fulfill their God-given destinies. We pray that ensuing message will enable you to find fulfillment in life. Now let's receive the message. Understanding, today we're going to talk about knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge, the Bible says, will be the stability of your times. So if you don't have wisdom, you don't have understanding, you don't have knowledge, it means that you're just losing out on life. It's important for you to know as the, I mean, cliche goes, knowledge is power. With sound knowledge comes sound life. Without proper knowledge, you see, you'll be walking in darkness and people will take advantage of you. We say wisdom and knowledge, and then wisdom becomes the expressive aspect of the knowledge and understanding God gives us. Last time we spoke about wisdom, we said that God gives wisdom, but you would have to acquire knowledge and ask God for understanding to be able to interpret the knowledge you've acquired to benefit you. If we go into a little bit of psychology this morning, I just want to uh, share with you the two different types of knowledge. Amen. According to the psychologists, we have fluid knowledge, fluid knowledge, and we have crystallized knowledge. Amen? Crystallized knowledge is a knowledge that has been tested and proven to be true. An accumulated sense of experience that man goes through. Like they said that, uh, what do you call it, um, experience is the best teacher. I don't know how good that philosophy is. But you see, experience can only be the best teacher if you learn along the way and store the right information that will help you to be able to achieve in life. But if experience is the best teacher, then when somebody did something and they had a very big catastrophe, then it means that you also have to go through the same thing and that's catastrophe. So knowledge is relevant and relative to what you, you are seeking or wanting to achieve in this life. But when we talk about fluid knowledge, fluid knowledge is the kind of knowledge that goes through a process to acquire the information you want to get to be able to lead the life or achieve what you want to achieve. So in our achievement in life, we go through the stages of having fluid knowledge. It's very flexible. You just gather the information and the information helps you to be able to make the right decisions and the right choices. But over time, you see, this knowledge becomes part of you. Then it becomes crystallized. I mean, aim to achieve crystallized knowledge. At least the definition speaks for itself. Something that is crystallized has what been solidified over time. It means it's an experience that has been tried and proven that has have been brought results over and over and over again until now you do it without thinking. Example is, if I could give practical example, I mean, those of us that learned how to drive, when you started driving, you drove like uh, a monkey. You still drive, you don't, you don't look to the left, you don't look to the right, 
you focus your, your, your attention on where you're going. You see, at the time, the knowledge you've acquired in driving or the experience you've acquired in driving through knowledge gives you the flexibility to know that when you have to turn left, you have to veer to the left so that you can give yourself space to turn to the left. For a new driver, he has to slowly think about it before he does it. But to a mature driver, at a certain distance, if you know you're going to the left, you quickly make the move to get to the left side before you get to the junction by which you can turn left. I don't know if this, uh, this is helping, but I like throwing practical examples to help you. You see, if you don't have understanding about how knowledge works, you might think that knowledge is just saying things by heart for you to see it happen. Yes, there's an aspect of knowledge that speaks about that, but I'm talking about you taking your time to reset, to set the knowledge that you want because you want to persist or uh, you want to move in the direction of what you want to achieve. Without that proper knowledge, you might struggle, you might not sometimes make it, and you might think that information doesn't work. Look at what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah chapter 9 from verse 29, sorry, 23 and 24. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. Very, very important. Those of us that say we're children of God and we love God, see when you read the whole chapter, it's talking about how the children of Israel have moved away from God and they're breaking the heart of God because they haven't dealt with God according to knowledge, according to proper knowledge. You see, when we come to knowledge, knowledge has different levels to it. And knowledge gives us an understanding of how to relate to things, people, and places. Amen? So in Jeremiah 9, 23, the Bible says, That's there, the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his mind, and let not the rich man glory in his riches. See, there are people after a certain time, they make material gain and, 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 and uh, becoming famous or popular, uh, a bedrock of their foundation. Here, Jeremiah is telling the children of Israel, don't forget that there's somebody who brought you this far. So don't glory in your wisdom, don't glory in your might, don't glory in your riches. But if there's anything God will permit you to glory in, look at verse 24, it says, But let him that glory in, glory in this, glory in the fact that, glory in this particular, I mean, uh, uh, instant that he understands and knoweth me. So God allows us to glory in something. You see, and that something is only in understanding and knowing God. If you don't have understanding and you don't have knowledge, let me tell you, your wisdom will not work. I've already done the wisdom. You can go to Wisdom Connection TV and uh, we have the uh, video there. You can check. I've already done understanding. It's still at Wisdom Connection TV. We have an archive of a lot of messages you can follow through on Wisdom Connection TV. You see, understanding and knowledge work together. And wisdom becomes the climax. And music was then the crescendo. You see, the, the highest peak of whatever 
you're trying to achieve. So if your knowledge, you have wisdom, you have understanding, wisdom brings you to a place of renown. The same way, if you have proper, if you have acquired proper knowledge in the field that you want to master, let me tell you something. You stay above your competition. Look at how God put it. He says, but let him that glory, glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, which exercises loving kindness and what judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, said the Lord. So God wants us to know him. How much do you know God? I always ask people, do you know God or you know about God? I only know how much you know God based on how you react when things happen to you, especially when negative or bad things happen. Because if you know God for who God is, you see, God doesn't change under circumstances. So when your circumstance or your situation changes, whether good, bad, or indifferent, you will stay constant just like God will. Can I repeat that? A lot of you vacillate. You, you have double mind when it comes to your knowledge about God. Because your knowledge puts you above. If you don't have knowledge about something, you'll be confused. Confusion is just the fact that you don't have your foundation in what you know strong enough. So when something else threatens that foundation, you begin to shake. God wants us to know Him. If I should quote Paul in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, our paraphrase says, That I may know Him. That I may know Him. A lot of people want to know entities. You want to know people. You want to know other things. But God wants us to know Him. Knowing Him has two forms. I've spoken about crystallized knowledge and uh, fluid knowledge. Let me come a little bit into relationship. Knowing somebody must be more intimate rather than just having information about a person. I know a lot of people who gossip don't have all the information they need to say about what they want to say about the person. They just say about what they've heard other people say rather than what they know is the truth about the person. In relationships, learn to know people. Don't assume. Don't walk with people thinking you know them just because you went to school with them, you, you work with them, you did some voluntary work with them. Knowing people goes beyond just the service. You see, and because it's very intimate, a lot of people close up when they're about to encounter somebody. So we barely know people. We know about them and we try to testify about them because we think we know. But knowledge itself in relationships should be intimate. When you read the book of Genesis, I won't go there because it will distract us. The Bible says that Adam knew his wife, knew his wife. It's not talking about acquiring information. It's talking about relating to the person from the person's core, where you know the person from. Now, not everybody will know you the way your true friends should know you. I relate another scripture and you understand it better. Because if you don't know them, you can have a good relationship with them, let alone benefit from them. If you don't know God, you can have a good relationship with God. People will, I mean, present religion to you 
and it will make you feel as though as long as you're going through the routines and the rituals, then you know God. God does not want us to give him the blood of bulls and goats and tetradas. He wants us to give him our hearts. See, that's where knowledge starts from. And knowledge will make you vulnerable in relationship. Because without proper understanding of relationship, you see, you might not give it all. And because you don't give it all, you might not benefit from it all. Christ wants us to give my all. Paul said, I want to know you in the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. How many of us can pray that kind of prayer? Our prayer has always been, God, give me, give me, give me. God, why didn't you do that? But it's a relationship that is not one-sided, it's not exciting. You want a relationship that can demand from you and you demand from it. So knowing God is very, very important. Knowing the people around you is very important. And for married couples, Peter said it this way. It says that we have to give reverence to the women. Why? Because they are the weaker side of the relationship. And we must dwell with them according to knowledge. First Peter 3, 7. You can read that for yourself. Dwell with them according to knowledge. Whilst I was just researching and finding out I mean, uh, some scriptures for this. The Holy Ghost told me the reason why we have to deal with the women according to knowledge is because even though God fearfully and wonderfully made his creatures, he made God, uh, women super complex. Any married uh, person listening to me, especially uh, if you've married for some time, you can tell me that the more you want to know the woman you're married to, the more confusing you become. You know why? Because women are past finding out. They're closer to God. Romans 11.33, Paul said that the knowledge of God is past finding out. See, that's the adventure in every relationship. When you think you've known the person, but they bring you some kind of surprise. Surprised that you have to go back and ask yourself, I thought I know the person, but I have to re-know the person all over again, if it's a good English language. And then it puts you on a whole different frame of mind, in a whole different pedestal. Most people check it out because it's a challenge to some people. But I always say that failures and losers don't face challenges. It takes champions to face challenges. And anytime you're challenged, you see, it brings out the God in you. The Alpha and the Omega in you. The beginner and the ender in you. It brings out the best that God has put in you called potential. When you're challenged. So in our relationships, we need somebody who challenges. So when you get married and your married looks as if it's on rocks. God is using that moment to teach you how to walk on the road. When it looks as if your mind is sinking in water, God is giving you opportunity to have knowledge about how to swim when you're in the water because you don't have any chance or any opportunity to allow your mind to sink. Neither do you have to allow it to fall on the rocks and disintegrate. 
So I relate it to knowledge because, you see, understanding the person you're living with makes it easier for you to live amicably and peacefully with a person. I was counseling a couple and I told them, listen, stop trying to fix each other. Stop trying to let each other become the kind of person you have in your mind. You see, anytime we try to put people in the category, in the picture of what we have in our minds, they become our frustration. But anytime we seek that adventure to know them, you see, we free them to become the best they can become, and we become the recipients of the best version of themselves. I related to marriage, I'm relating it to God now. Knowing God gives us opportunity not to always stress ourselves out when we are going through difficulties. I've had people, I mean, believers, children of God, ask God questions. And in my little human mind, I wonder, how can the creator thing as the creator, why something is going on? But you see, because we don't know God, we question God wrongly. We ask God the wrong questions. But if we know God, we'll be excited when we're going through diverse kinds of challenges. Why? Because God uses circumstances and situations to bring us to the place that He wants us to be so that He will intend bless us with what we're asking Him for. Think about it. When a child asks for his father, his inheritance. What a child is simply telling the father is, I want to squander all that you've used your lifetime to build for me. I'm taking my time here because this will make sense to somebody. You are a child of God. You've not matured enough to a point that you ask God certain things. God is a good father. He will not allow that thing to come into your life because you will squander everything he has for you for a lifetime. So a good father will tell his child, child, I have enough for you that will last you a lifetime. But prepare yourself for what I prepared for you because life should be enjoyed, not endured. Most people are enduring life because they don't know the God they said. They just know about the God they said. I want you to understand that God wants to be known. He wants to be known by the world. He wants to be known by us. He wants to be known by everything around him. Even creation acknowledges God because they know God. How much do you know God? So make a quest and bring yourself to a place of understanding that knowing God is not just in going to church and reading the Bible. Knowing God takes more deeper approach than that. It's having intimacy with God. Having a one-on-one -on -one touch with God. Knowing God from the perspective and the level nobody knows Him. Because we have different understandings and different perspectives, God shows Himself to us from different angles. Don't make your knowledge about God a standard for everybody. Because like the 10 blind men who went to see the elephant. I don't know most of you are familiar with that story. Wherever they touch the elephant, they explain to those who they can talk to, 
about how the elephant looks. Those who take the tails, it looks like a, a long rope with some fair, fair, fair at the tip. Those who take the trances, is elephant is a very big animal that feels like a big tree. Those who have the tats, on and on and on and on. You see, that's how walking with God is like. We can't exhaust knowing God, but he said, make it a quest. If there's anything you have to glory in, glory that you know and understand him. See, when you come to know and understand God, you become more humble than you're supposed to. You become more humble. I'm talking about humility that makes you look at life as what is in this life that we're all killing ourselves for? I'd rather love to have a relationship with him than to chase after things. Chase after fame and all the things that goes with it. Because the knowledge of God brings us to our knees to know. Our brains are too small to contain him. But it still gives us the opportunity to take more. That's why I put the Romans 3. Sorry, Romans 11, 33. Go read it. It says the knowledge of God is past finding out because you can't know God for a lifetime. You cannot know Him. To Moses, He showed His back half. And Moses said, Look, listen, I don't want all of you. Just, just leave me. Let your presence leave me. You see, people who were on a quest to know God did exploits. As I said, I said, they that know their God who was strong and were exploits. Why? Because they don't allow these life limitations and struggles to inform their decision. They allow the knowledge they have about God to inform their decision. I came this moment to let you know the knowledge about God, the knowledge about yourself, the knowledge about the world you're living in, the knowledge about people you relate to. It's very, very important. Job 13 verse 2 if you know the story of Job Job went through an ordeal that was I'll say a contest between God and Satan you see God boasts about us but we don't know God has a bragging right over his children that know him but we don't know see this is all part of the knowledge you have to acquire this is all part of the knowledge you have to I mean really work on yourself to know because if man has nothing would the devil come for man the first thing the devil is jealous of about man is where God placed us the psalmist said what is man that your mind is so full of him and the son of man that you visit him and you've crowned him with glory and honor so you see, this glory and honor was what Lucifer was looking for in the heavens when God kicked him out. So when he came down and saw the glory that man carried, he made up his, I mean, mind to make sure that that glory that man carries that comes from God will not be made manifest. Job was a renowned person. He was living in our days. He might have won, I mean, what is, what is this award they give? Uh, peace, something peace? Globe, huh? Nobel Peace Prize. If he was living in our days. Because at the time he was living, in the community he was living, 
The Bible says, I didn't say, he was an outstanding man. That when kings are making decisions, he was included. All of a sudden, Satan thought that he should challenge God on the life of Job. And his argument was, yes, God, he's so, so popular. He's so rich. He's that humble. He has everything together because you have your hand on him. But you see, when you read verse 3 of Job, I think chapter 1, if it's not verse 3, you can research it out, paraphrasing. It says that the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. So it means that Job, in his all his righteousness, trying to please God, he was afraid of something. He was afraid of the fact that if God one day should turn his face from him, how are things going to look like? You see, it was part of his training process because you can't walk with God in fear. You have to walk with God by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's one of God's pleas for his children. When we walk with him without fully trusting his potential, his power. So, when God found out that Job was constantly afraid, he told the devil, you got it. But God knows from his heart of hearts because God knows his children. He knew Job passed the test. So Job's temptation wasn't a normal, uh, somebody would say, getting sick and going to the hospital kind. It was a consistent badgering of the devil's assault on Job's security in life. Talking about his wife, left him because his wife didn't see the reason why one person would go through that kind of suffering. All his kids were killed. All his investments went bad. Job was left with only ashes and sad thoughts. Fortunately or unfortunately, he had two friends who came back to share in his sorrow. Let me tell you, in life, don't look for sympathizers. Look for empathizers. Sympathizers will cry with you and sit down with you. Empathizers will come and find solutions and urge you to get out of your situation. So whilst they were, you know, arguing and talking, Job told them in Job chapter 13 verse 2, you can read it. It says that I know what you know, so I'm not inferior to you. I picked that verse because you see, none it puts you above your competition. In life, you might not know who is competing with you. You might not know who thinks that you're doing something that is making you prosper, is making you succeed, so they will find a way to what? To outdo you. Don't get into that kind of competition. We call it rat race. And when you win, you don't become a human being, you become a rat. And I don't go into the connotation and, 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 and the definition of who a rat is. But you want to be the best child of God. Seek knowledge concerning the relationships you want to build. Seek knowledge concerning the type of business you want to build. Seek knowledge concerning the world you're living in. Because the world is run by systems. I'll say that again. The world we live in is run by systems. Systems are built through ideologies. 
human philosophical ideologies. If you don't understand how these ideal ideas work, you might be fasting and praying, but you might not get ahead. But if you have knowledge about how those systems work, I heard a president say that, well, I didn't create those systems. I just found a loophole in those systems. And he thought he was on top of the world. See, when you know what others don't know, they come to you for that kind of knowledge. When you work yourself hard and distinguish yourself among a lot of people, instead of them looking down on you, they will look up to you. And that's where your breakthrough comes. I don't want to bore you with too many scriptures. I just came to let you know that don't seek every knowledge. Seek knowledge that pertains to your field of the life you want to tell. If you're a child of God, don't be running around men and women of God as others do these days. It's become so popular. Oh, he's so anointing. Oh, he's so powerful. But after encountering the man of God and the man of God's anointing has changed your life, what benefit do you get from there? If that benefit comes from you understanding the God that called that man, that same God is your father. If he can impact another man, he can impact your life by you building a close, neat relationship with him. God still speaks. He can speak to you. Don't wait for somebody to tell you God said. Whilst you're waiting on God, listen, he will speak to you. He speaks to Elijah in a still small voice. Sometimes he might not speak to you in a still small voice. He will speak to you through a situation, through a circumstance, through somebody you least suspect. Listen and pay attention. God still speaks. Know him for yourself. And your life will become an exemplary life. Why? Because those that hang out with God walk on the same level with God. Life situations and circumstances cannot stop them. My brothers and sisters, I think this is where I end up. This is Wisdom Connection. Our goal is to educate, motivate, empower, and equip you to become all that God wants you to become. Don't waste your time on social media by just looking at fun jokes. Yeah, there are times you just entertain yourself, but educate yourself by looking for messages like this message. Like following people who are teaching God's people to become all that God wants them to be. But not ma manipulating them to use them for their own selfish gain. And I believe when you do that, your life becomes an example. God bless you. This is Wisdom Connection. Please subscribe and share our videos. God bless you.